You are listening to the weekly podcast of Fellowship Paragold, a church committed to making the real Jesus known to every man, woman, and child. For more information about our church, please visit us at www.fellowshipparagold.com. Thank you guys for having me. Can everybody hear me? Uh, I may not need this mic, but I'm going to make it work, okay? For those who don't know me, my name is Darius Dunaway. From Monroe, Louisiana, I have one older brother. His name is David Dunaway. He was the man of the house, all right? Again, I come from not only one, but two deaf parents. I lived here in Northeast Arkansas for about seven years, and I'm married to my beautiful queen, um, Joanna Dunaway. Lucky to have her. (laughs) Ooh, I lucked up. And we are currently leading MC, reaching out to the A-State athletes. I'm in the process right now of raising support to go full-time with A-State as a team chaplain. Okay? Thank you. And as you can see, probably from my shirt, I've been holding on to this for a while now. We're expecting 2018 to be an awesome year. You don't know how hard it's been holding on to this secret. Oh my gosh. I was more nervous about holding on to this than I was about preaching. So... (laughs) I feel for those in the back who's going to have to watch this young Dunaway running around. <laughs> if he was anything like me, he was a handful. So it's going to be awesome. So, um, yeah, that beautiful lady is pregnant now. And I'm going to eat just as much as her to support her. Okay. <laughs> All right. So if you would, please turn with me to Luke chapter 15, verse 11 through 32. When you're there, say amen. amen. That's how we do it where I'm from. When you're there, say amen. amen. If you're not there, say hey, man. Uh. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, brother. All right, we're going to dive right in. The words of the scripture also be on the screen as well. Starting at verse 11. And he said, there was a man who had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, father. Give me my share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to be one of the citizens of that country who sent him into the fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pies that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long ways off, his father saw him, felt compassion, 
and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to the servant, bring quickly the best robe, put it on him. Bring the ring and put it on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now the older son was in the field and he came and drew near to the house. He heard music and dancing and, and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf. Because he has received them back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. But he answered his father, Look, these many years I've served you, and you never gave me a young goat that I may celebrate with my friends. But when the son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad. For this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. This is the word of God. Please pray with me. Father, thank you for being a dad to us. Thank you for your word that you have given us. Allow your word to penetrate our souls as we dive into it. Open our hearts to receive this truth. And make your message clear to us. Let what needs to be said today seep into our hearts and transform us. Thank you for being good, right and perfect always. Since your son Jesus' name that we pray, amen. amen. Have you ever been wounded by someone to the extent that all you've ever wanted was to not be like that person? For me, that was my father. I wish I could have seen the look on my father's face when he arrived at Bryant-Denny Stadium to watch his son play Division I college football for the Crimson Tide. There was only one problem. I never played football for the Alabama Crimson Tide. And he had no idea. No idea. The reason my dad was clueless on where I played football was because he was absent from my life. Completely absent. The first time I remember my father was when I was seven years old. He pulled up to the house. My mom said, that's your dad. I said, who? He said, him. I said, who? He said, him. I said, that guy? Right? And he came out with a little hugs, juice, and some Cheetos, cheese puffs. I'm sorry. Anybody got that? Show me that picture. Anybody remember that? He, kept, he had a six-pack a little hugs. And what came behind him was some other kids. I thought, who are these kids? He's like, oh, that's your brother. That's your other sister. That's your other brother. That's your other sister as well. I'm thinking, wow. Awesome. So our relationship lasted maybe three or four hours before he realized, oh, man, I got to go see my brother, your uncle. I'll be back. He left. And the next time I remember seeing him was, or hearing from him was when I was getting ready to sign my letter of intent to play college football. Pretty crazy, right? I played football my entire life, and I have to be honest. I broke in both wrists, dislocated my elbow, torn both my knees up, torn both my shoulders up, even broken a finger. Nothing ever hurt more than the pain 
of my father not being there. The reason, I'm sorry. The only reason he showed back in my life was because he because what he could get from me, not because what he could give to me. It was because he 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 thought he could get everything that came with me being a D1 football D1 athlete. I can remember him telling me, "Hey, can you fly me to one of your games?" I hadn't talked to him in years. You want me to fly him to a game? I'm thinking, you ain't lost your mind. I'll fly you to Alabama game, no problem. <laughs> See, the reason I show this is because for some of you, when you think of the Heavenly Father, you picture what I saw in my earthly father. A guy who is distant, cold, selfish, unreliable, and unable to help at all when you really need him. We see a father who wants to take from you, take the fun away, the joy away. A father who is not interested in giving to you at all. That's how I view my father. Sometimes that's how we view our heavenly father. The good news today is when we come to the passage that we're going to look at today, nothing can be farther from the truth. In Luke 15, Jesus is telling three stories about something that is lost and is now found. He shares a story with two groups of people. These two groups are important to understand um, in the story together. Okay. One of the groups is the sinners and tax collectors. And the second group is the Pharisees, right, who are considered to be the spiritual elite, right, and the religious group. So let's dive right into the story. Well, the younger son, what we see back in the story, I'm sorry, what we see back in the story, this younger son comes to his dad and he says, Pops, I'm tired of this, I'm done. Tired of working for you? Just look. Give me my shares of the estate. Give me, the, give me my share of the property that's coming to me. See, where I'm from, what he's saying is, life would be better if you'd be dead. I don't want you. I just want your stuff. I don't want you. I just want your stuff. So the father reacts graciously, graciously and gives him everything he asked for. Right? And this younger son takes off and, and lives this life that he thought was the best possible way to live. And he partying, having a good time, making it rain, right? <laughs> so what happens next? You can only make it rain for so long. The younger son spent everything he had, and there was a famine that came through. Everything ran out. And he was hungry. He wasn't hungry. He was hungry. Right. He was so hungry that he hired himself out to one of the workers in the area that, where he resided. And they, he, he, he began to feed pigs. And after he fed the pigs, he'll look at the pigs like, man, that looks good. I just want they leftovers. That's pretty low. I'm going to give you That's like me going, starving, don't have anywhere to go. I look for some roadkill on the side of the road. I say, I can make a soup out of that. That's pretty low, isn't it? That's, that's where this younger son was at. He went from this high quickly to this low. Living a life that he thought was the best possible way to live. See, I can remember back in the time when my grandpa, this was Christmas, he said, I got something for you guys. You and your brother both. I said, what? He gave us $300 a piece. And I thought, oh my God, I'm rich. <laughs> I'm a young teenager. 
So as, as, as fast as I got that money from him, I ran and spent the money on as much sweets as I could find. <laughs> those little hugs and those Cheetos, I, I got as many of those as I can get. My brother, he was smarter than me. He saved everything. I thought, ah, oh, you fool. <laughs> so before I knew it, I was like, hold on. I knew I had at least, I knew I had something left. My brother said, now you ate it. <laughs> I spent everything I had in a matter of seconds on all the things I thought I wanted, but it gave me a stomachache because I was in pain. True story. That's my brother. He'll tell you. <laughs> all right. So this younger son basically realized he screwed up, right? Like I did. <laughs> he realized he screwed up and he came up with a game plan. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go home. I'm going to talk to my pops and I'm going to say, pops? No, that ain't nothing. I'm going to say, daddy? No, no, no. My man. My bad. Right? He had this whole game plan, this idea of what he was going to say to his father when he got home because he found himself at a low, low. So he gathered everything he had and he made his way home and this way it gets crazy. Okay? So while the son was way off, the father saw him, which tells us what? That he was doing what? You guys can talk to me where I'm from. We talk out loud. It's, you know, it's cool. Say that again, brother. He was looking for him. Come on now. He was looking for him. But now, I'm going to have to take a quick pause, right? I'm a seven on the Instagram, okay? So what should this father probably have said? What would have been pretty cool? If this was you as a father, seeing this same son who wished death upon you, what would you have said to your son seeing him? Huh? Told you so. That's a pretty cool song that's out. You guys know it. I think it would be perfectly fitting for this. You ever know the song? It's too late to apologize. <laughs> that been perfect. Did you see him holding on? No? I thought it had been great if you would have sung that song, but that was before, way before this time. So, But focus in with me. See, Luke treats this important scene like a slow motion replay in the football game. He draws out every detail so that we feel what the father felt. What he did was, after the father saw him from way off, because we know he was looking for him, he, he felt compassion. He ran to him. He, he embraced him. He kissed him. Gave him the best robe and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. That went all, right? As his son was trying to say, hey, look, Pops, my bad. I, I mean, he was ignoring him. He was like, man, hey, servant. He's calling the servants over. It's like, look, go get the fat, go get, go get the stuff I told you to go get. Also, go get the fattened calf. How many fattened cows were there? How many fattened cows were there? One. You only got one fattened cow. So that was probably his most prized possession. Go get the fattened calf, the fattest cow we got. Let's throw a party. He threw a party for this son who pretty much wished death upon him. How crazy, what kind of father is that? Right? See, the father responds with love, joy, compassion. He forgives, he forgives his son. Our experience with our earthly father may be that he's cold, angry, distant. Right? That's some of my views. That's those my views. Why me? 
I can remember back when I was a child and my brother and I would sit outside waiting every Thursday for my grandpa. See, we didn't call him grandpa, we called him Paw He was known as Paw Paw. He had this 1998, I may be wrong, 1989 Chevy Silverado truck. I mean, that thing was clean. Clean as a whistle. Added some lights, front grill on it, pipes so you can hear him coming down the street. Every Thursday, we waited for him on the side of the street, me and my brother. Where he at? Where he at? We'll call him maybe 10 times. He got to a point where he stopped answering our call because we called him so much. Because we were so excited to see our grandpa. And when he came around that corner, I look at my brother, he look at me. I look at him, he look at me again. And we take off running to go meet him because that's how excited we were to see our grandpa. So excited to see my grandpa that I would, I would run down the street, in the street, to meet him. He'll flag me back. I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm coming. He's telling me to stop. Go back. I'm coming to get you. No, I'm, I'm coming. That's how excited my brother and I was to see my grandpa. See, I know what this kind of excitement feels like. But what I always wanted was my dad to have that kind of excitement for me. That's something I longed for. That my father had that same kind of excitement for me. See, some of you guys feel God is angry with you. Distant and sitting in heaven saying, if you want to make things right between us, you better make up for what you messed up. Come on now, let's be honest. Some of us think that God said, you better make up for what you messed up if you want to get, you know, you want to have a relationship with me. Some of you may have messed up in your marriage as a parent or even as a child. For many of us, being, for many of us that's been in our, that's been our Christian experience in life, we see a father in heaven saying, you got to make up for what you messed up. And that could be no, that could be farthest from the truth. Totally not true. See, just to make his point loud and clear, Jesus is focused on the older brother. And the older son hears his party going on. This is crazy. So this older son is like, oh, man, I'm tired. I've been working all day. Oh, man, let me go relax a little bit. And all he, all he hears is... He had this party going on. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, what, what's going on? So he called one of the servants over. He's like, hey, come here. Let me, let me talk to you. What, what, what's all this? He's like, oh, he's sweating because he's partying too. He's like, hey, bro, you ain't heard? Your brother back. <laughs> and your daddy got, he went all out. Yeah. He threw a party, gave him everything. Look, he ain't that right. We, we grabbed that, you, you know that cow that was sitting up there that couldn't walk? We killed it. <laughs> and we in here grabbing. This older son, whew, he was ticked. I'm talking angry. <laughs> so the father comes out, of course, to talk to him, and he gives his father an earful. He's like, bro, all this time I've served you, I've obeyed your command, I've did everything you asked me to do. I've done all the right things. You ain't give me a small goat that I can tell my friends. But when this dude come back, who squandered everything that you gave him, spit in your face, you going to throw him a party? Have you lost your mind? This is what this older son is saying to his father. 
He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Your brother's back. He was dead, and now he's alive. He was lost, and he's found, right? This, son, this older son didn't want to hear that. Right? What was, this, what was this older son really saying? He was, he was basically saying, Father, look, I did all the right things to get your stuff. Not you, but your stuff. Everything you asked me to do. Right? Look at like our, our job. Look here, manager. I've done everything. I ain't take no vacation days. I ain't never been late. You ain't never have to ask me to work hard. Everything you asked me to do, I did it. In the school, I come to class every day on time. I sit in between the first and second row. Even when I'm nodding off, I lean back. Right? That's literally my story, okay? (laughs) (laughs) The older son was saying that I never messed up, so you got to pay up. It's a transaction, not a relationship. You ain't hear me. It's a transaction, not a relationship. See, our father wants to have a relationship with us, but some of us only want a transaction. Come on, it's true. There's only there's two ways of being lost. One is by being very bad, and the other by being very good. And depending on your good works. See, one is by being very irreligious. And the other is by being very religious. You hear me? One is by being very irreligious. And the other is by being very religious. The father, as we see in the story, loves the unrighteous and the righteous. Amen? See, I was more like the older brother. I did everything I could to put myself in a position to look anything, nothing like my father. I'm sorry. To look nothing like my father. I pushed hard to find things to fill that void in my heart. I aimlessly pursued making the NFL or NBA. Or singing in a choir somewhere. Or building something. I found, I wanted to find something to fill that emptiness I had inside of me. I dated young to perfect what my dad messed up. I'm going to show him how to be in a relationship. I'm going to show him how to make it right. I did everything I did because I felt I deserved something from my father, my earthly father, when the whole time I had everything I could have from my heavenly father. See, I was, it was so bad I would cringe in anger when I heard a family member speak about my father. Somebody say his name, have you seen your dad lately? I don't care about that man. Don't say his name around me. That's how bad it was for me because I I felt I was owed something. I felt I deserved something. I felt like, no, no, you owe me. I did my part. You got to pay up. I've been a good kid. I've done, I've done it all. Where you at? Where your part? Right? What our hope is, I'm sorry. What is our hope if you've been wounded the way I've been wounded? Is it make up what you messed up? Is it pay up because I never messed up? We can't forget the pain caused to us through performing. Nor can we numb it through pleasure. Well, this, man, it's been, I'm just going to work an extra, a double today. 
I'm going to take a vacation. Let's go take a vacation. Can we just let's get away from this situation? Avoid it. I'm going to go on a golfing trip with my buddies just to kind of get away from everything. Y'all ain't hear me. I'm, I'm touching some soft spots right now. Amen. Amen. That's the truth. We try to fill it with other pleasures. As much as we refuse to believe this to be true, the Heavenly Father knows it to be true. Jesus is the payment made. Jesus is the fed and calf. See, I knew all the good news. I knew I needed a Savior. I knew someone had needed to transform my heart, right? So I no longer look to find it in my earthly father. See, my relationship now with my father is a lot better, right? Is it perfect? No. We're on speaking terms. I see him. What's up? Good, right? But as a kid, my whole life, I long to win the affections of him. Maybe some of you are in the same boat. Maybe some of you are longing to win the affections of your Heavenly Father. I've got good news today. The Father is here. He's not here to get anything from you but to give to you. That's the good news, right? He doesn't want you to get your make. I'm sorry, he don't want you to make up for what you messed up. And he doesn't want your resume so you can pay up. Because he already paid in full. It costs him everything. It costs us nothing. Isn't that good news? Romans 5 and 8 says it like this. God showed his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God shows his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While you were at your worst, he was at his best. Yeah. 